Okay, great. So we're all muted on Zoom. Can everybody hear me? Yeah, but then I need to... Because I can hear you on the desktop. Yeah, Yeah, so just turn your volume down on the desktop. Okay. I mean, I kind of wrote down, like, the gist of my stuff just to, like, kind of, you know, prepare. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So we'll just just dive right in. um, And we'll just kind of go from there. tuning in to another episode of my not so balanced life podcast i'm Allie, and i'm natalie and it definitely shouldn't have taken us this long to record the intro so grab a snack and let's chat all right cool hey guys thanks for tuning in to today's episode of my not so balanced life podcast you already knew that because you obviously clicked the freaking picture in apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening so this is kind of you knew where you were um we have a very special guest on the episode today um her name is also natalie so it's going to be really freaking hard for me to like communicate period harder than it normally is um, and today, you know, we're going to be talking about stay-at-home mom. And if you've been around, uh, we did our first, um, like, dual episode with Kirk, you know that we kind of talked about gender roles and we talked about what, like, the norm, you know, quote-unquote norm was and then what the quote-unquote norm is now. Um And you heard both of our opinions on, you know, being a stay-at-home mom or, like, the CEO of the house. Because let's be honest, like, if the mom wasn't there, I'm pretty sure the husband could not pay those bills. Am I right? Can I get an amen? What? (laughs) (laughs) Or what? That's fine, too. Um, Nat, who is going to be the other co-host, and Natalie is going to be our very special guest, just so everybody knows who the heck we're talking about. Um, before we get, before we let Natalie introduce herself, do you have any quibbles, Nat, for the, for the greater good? No, no quibbles. I but either, as always, I, as always, you guys, if you have them, let us know. Yes, please let us know. Um, cool. Okay. So Natalie, can you please give our um, community audience a little rundown of, who you are. Sure. Um, so I am Natalie and, um, I've been married for six years to my husband, Chase. Um, we have a two year old. We sort of had a three to five year plan, if you will. Um, when we first got married about having kids. So we, after three years, we had a two year old. We didn't have a two year old, but we had a baby. She's two now. And uh, her name is Ainsley Joe. And um, before becoming a mom, I was a behavior technician for children on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum. So, uh, yeah, that's me. I live in Vero Beach. I sort of have known Allie for a very long time. So, yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, we've known each other. So Natalie and I went to summer camp together when we were little and we did Mm -hmm. gymnastics together. So, I didn't do it very well, but I did do it. <laughs> yeah, let's just be honest. Like, we were both kind of just there. Yeah. No, Allie, you kind of were like, you know, the MVP. And I was just like, hey. No, oh, the my MVP friend. because my mom was like, you need to put my kid in this dance or I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I yeah. was about to say, don't, don't, don't fluff up her ego on that one. She already knows she's the star <laughs> of the show all the time, let alone getting credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, I really, yeah, we've known each other for a really long time. Um, you actually were the first person to take me to Ihalisco. Really? You were. Chimichanga's all day. No, hold on, hold on. I think you were the first person to take me there. What? Yeah, with your dad. Because that sounds about accurate. Yeah, I feel like that was <laughs> that was the norm. <laughs> Yeah, but the chimichanga, that's, I learned that from you, I think. Maybe. Honestly, that was so long ago. I feel like I need, like, a little walker now. (laughs) I'm getting old. 
Y'all have to come to Vero and we'll hit that Ayaliso up. Yeah. So when I when Natalie and I came, because we interviewed Mackenzie Flincham for the podcast, um, we were there for half a day and we went to Ayalisco. The oh, the new so one. Good. The new one. Yes. It was yeah. the Swensons. It yeah, the Swensons. I think they still yeah. have the little train. They absolutely do. I mean, I don't I think it's like a permanent fixture in the restaurant, but like I don't think they can take it down. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it's like a load-bearing train. Like, if they take it down, the whole thing is just going to fall. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> load-bearing um, train. I love it, that. Okay. It's a little train. Um, okay, well, so, yeah. So, like Natalie said, she's been married for six years. Um, and she has a two-year-old. Such a cutie. Mm-hmm. Such a cutie. Um, so let's just kind of dive into the episode and kind of, you know, we want your opinion and we want your honest opinion. Obviously, Nat and I are not moms. Uh, Nat is recently married and I am recently engaged. Congratulations, by the way, both of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. Um, and at this point, who knows when I'm going to get married with this virus. So. Oh my. Rona 2020. I'm going to be an honorary Gonzalez. Just. It's just I was gonna be one Instagram post and be like, guys, today is the day. I got married next to this tree, and uh, my uh, officiant was virtually here. So here we go. Still counts. Still counts. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So can you kind of explain to our listeners, like, I guess the life of a stay-at-home mom? Like, what what is like a normal, again, quote unquote, normal day? Because I know every day is probably like so different. Um, what it looks like for you being a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, so um, it was it was a really big adjustment for me, um, and I'm just being completely honest with you guys because I want everyone, like I said, to just kind of I'm not. This is not me complaining or by any means, but this is just me being real. Um, it's it can be lonely at times um, because you're with a toddler. All too, you're having conversations with a toddler. Um, <laughs> But I typically, um, you know, I'm responsible for her meals and breakfast, lunch, and dinner, try to keep her entertained. Um, my husband works nights, which also throws a wrench sort of in everything. Mm-hmm. So we try to kind of stay out of the house during the day so he could sleep. Um, and then she does nap for like a good portion of the day. But for the things that I'm responsible for, it's pretty much keeping up with the house, doing the laundry. I go grocery shopping so he doesn't have to do, you know, any of that. I try to cook as often as I can. He's a better cook than I am. So um, I try to do like the prepping as far as like the shopping. We enjoy cooking together when he um, is coherent. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the laundry, I put all the laundry away. I do all that kind of stuff. Um, and she's actually starting school in August, half days. We're kind of transitioning into that, um, which will be good for her because, you know, I think kind of, um challenging her she's very smart I know I'm probably biased but she's very smart so you know things that just staying home all day and not keeping her um stimulated you know yeah and stimulated um that now as she's two I've noticed a significant change after two mm-hmm. to where she's like I need something I need other interactions mm-hmm. with other children so, um yeah we try to go to the park and do all that kind of stuff and we try to socialize with other children too but yeah that's sort of what um that's sort of what I do on a day-to-day basis listen I, I'm glad you brought up right out the gate the feeling piece to this because like Ali said we're not moms like I got two dogs and that's about the extent of my motherhood right but I will <laughs> say that it has been super interesting for me the last, because I've been working from home for like two weeks now straight because of everything going on. It's been super interesting for me from that respect because I'm home all the time. Like, and that adjustment alone was really hard for me because I was like, man, like, I, I don't have an, another adult here because, you know, my husband obviously has to go to work. You know, is out of the house while I'm here, but I'm like, I don't have anyone to interact with. Like, and mm-hmm. you know, all I have is these two, all I have is these two dogs. Like, <laughs> and like, you know, I can't talk to them, can't have a conversation with them. So, you know, that's been 
that's been a super interesting adjustment for me. Um, that's been a super interesting adjustment for me because I'm like, I, I even said to my coworkers, just like, honestly, you guys, like, I, I don't think I could be a stay at home mom. Like I couldn't do this like that, that I need that interaction with someone. Um, so I, I think it's really great that you kind of like already are being transparent about that because it is an adjustment. Um, yeah, it definitely is. And that's the, what's funny is because, you know, I'm such an extrovert and my husband is such an mm. introvert. So for him to stay home all the time, he's like, I'm loving this. I'm so enjoying this. And I'm like, give me all the people I need to interact with people because that's just where I thrive in communi- communicating and just relationships and friendships. So for me to, um, you know, I love it. I've always wanted to be a mom. That's something that from day one, I was like, I want to be a mom and I want to stay home. And, you know, you don't realize those, the weight of all of it is so much sometimes, but like having other people to connect with and to that understand where you're at, like, and I know we'll get into all of that, but it's just, um, you know, I've sort of had to create a little community for stay at home moms because, you know, when you're home all day and you're doing the same thing every single day and it kind of seems repetitive and you're talking, you're saying no to a toddler all day. That, I mean, it is, it is definitely difficult. Just like going to work is difficult, you know, and you're having to interact with those people. It's the same. It's not the same, but it's similar in different ways. It's still difficult. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Still hard. It's still a job, if you will. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, Nat, did you want to go ahead and ask the next one? Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're good. So, so Natalie, you know, being, being an extrovert and things like that, uh, why did you make the decision to stay at home um, versus going into the workforce after having your child? Um, was your mom a stay at home mom? Like what basically prompted uh, this decision for you? Yeah. So that is funny that you say that because I am very much extroverted. And, um, but so I always have worked with children. Um, I actually went to school to be an esthetician and do stuff with like spa stuff. And I got a job nannying right out of that. And I was like, you know what? This is where I'm supposed to be. I don't know why or where, but like children is my passion. Whether I never wanted to be a teacher because doing the whole, you know, 30 kids in a class, I wanted the one-on-one stuff. So I was a nanny and then I decided to become a behavior technician. And that's one-on-one with their families and with people. Um, So I always knew that I loved children and wanted to work with children some way. So, um, you know, I, my theory was, well, if I'm going to be a nanny or working for their children and teaching other children, I want to be able to give that same thing to my child. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to give my child all of my attention, you know, and I want to be able to, um, you know, I didn't want to miss a moment with them because it really does. People say it flies by, it flies by, but it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, it, and it's so cliche is, oh, it's going to fly by, you know, whatever. But literally my kid's two and a half right now. And I don't know where the last, you know, two years went. So. Is your, your mom wasn't a stay at home mom. Was she? Do I see the star? Stay at home mom life right here. <laughs> so my mom was not a stay at home mom. Um, my mom had to. Uh, I'm trying to, to word this properly so I don't, you know. She had to hold the benefits for our family and she was very consistent on I want to give my daughter everything that I didn't mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. I fell into the workaholic. It's I feel that. <laughs> no, I feel, I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. My mom was the same exact yes. way. Yes. So, and I am so grateful for it because I didn't go without, I always had health mm-hmm. insurance. We always had everything that we needed. I got really awesome memories and experiences, you know, growing up. But I think I took from that, I don't want to be that way, mm-hmm. you know? If I have to work, I absolutely will do that. If financially, you know, we couldn't we couldn't do it. I would do whatever I had to do. But, you know, going into our marriage, that was one thing we talked about was kids. And he always said, I want you to stay home if that's something that we are able to do in that time of our life. Um, so I took from that 
that, you know, the workaholic thing is awesome and it's fantastic that you can provide. Um, but I just didn't want to be that necessarily that, uh, you know. Yeah, I feel you on that. I think both Nat and I can relate to that. I mean, like my mom, <clears throat> she was always around, you know, but I mean, growing up, she had two jobs. My dad had two and a half jobs. Um, and my grandparents played a big role in like making sure I had food and making sure, you know, like obviously they didn't miss out on anything I think crucial. Um, but yeah, I can definitely relate to parents both working a lot um still present because i know your mom and dad were both very present um yeah but it was just they were busy a lot you know yeah yeah and there was only one of me so i i'm an only child right um so i couldn't imagine like back then it was hard could you imagine now like which is everything and financially and everything it was it's you have to do what you have to do yeah. And sometimes you know, sometimes you don't get to choose, but for our choice, that was something that we were uh, hopeful for, and I'm very thankful to that. You know, right. Happened, so. Right. So I mean, being that you know you are a stay-at-home mom, like, and a lot of people have opinions <laughs> about being mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom and like what that means in your marriage and how much weight essentially you carry in the marriage because you are a stay-at-home mom or or how much say you have um with a lot of things whether it be money whether it be like you know uh, actually i don't know what else other things it would be um just big decisions you, in general yeah just big decisions right yeah. um did you have people like judge you for being a stay-at-home mom in the beginning did you have people like make snarky comments or or did you have you know what everyone hopes to have a super supportive like everyone that's kind of funny that we went from my mom to, <laughs> to where people are judgmental because because she had to be mm -hmm. like that and she had to be so we have you know i have to work i have to provide for my family and it was just balls to the wall um you know even recently like a couple a couple weeks ago she just said you know you should get a little side job so you can have some money. And before, I'll just say this, before we got married, and everyone does this differently, but before we had Ainsley, we just sort of congealed into one bank account. So that wasn't like your money and my money. It was just always, it's our mm -hmm. money. Um, and I know not everyone does that, but that's just what we did. Um, so my mom recently was like, you should get a side job to have some extra money. And I just said, well, I don't think it really, you know, I don't really think it matters. And she said, well, what if he starts resenting you? What if your husband starts resenting you? Because he has to work and you, you know, you're not. Oh, that's, I got, I got to ask really quick. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interject, but I, and the reason I'm asking this is because I'm, I'm hearing a very similar narrative from your experience here with, with my family. Culturally, yeah. where, where, where do you fall? Like culturally, like, are, are you Hispanic? Are you like Italian? Like, like, do you come from a culture where it's like very strong, dominant woman? Yeah, my mom's okay. Italian. Yep. So yeah. Okay. 100%. So I'm I'm Puerto Rican, and and literally, and we said this during um our episode with Kirk. I had an aunt that said to me, "Never, never give the the power to a man. It, just never do it." Like you make your own money, you have your own job, you provide for yourself. Like it was always you, 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 you. So the I, I and yeah. even and even my mom is always like, you just got to make sure that no matter what you do, you have the education, you have the knowledge to provide for yourself. So I, I feel yeah. like it's super interesting that this is coming up because I feel like in certain cultures, this narrative is a lot more common and a lot more dominant than it is in others like i feel like it's very yeah. dominant in you know cultures where, where the women are like the matriarchs of the household you know and and are expected mm -hmm. to provide whether that be per, you know providing monetarily providing physically like they just have to provide the but the mindset is to work so going against yeah. that it is like it throws people like significantly when it comes to family members, especially, you know, family members that have that background. Like, I, I don't know how old your mom is, but 
you know, my, my parents fall in the boomer range, you know, so like every, like for, forget about throwing out anything. Like you used, you used things to, you couldn't use them anymore. Um, and, and so her mentality is like, I work from the moment that I wake up to the moment that I go to bed. Like I, that's just how ingrained it is in her to, to provide in, in that manner. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt in that, but it's super interesting that that's like where that kind of is, you know, uh, that comparison is kind of a pulling from. Because I've I've come from a a household of very, very strong, independent women, and it was always growing up, you take care of you, you know, (laughs) like, and, and the idea of not doing that was like, oh my God, you know, like, yeah. And I think it came from my mom now that I'm like looking back. So my mom um, worked her butt off and then her mom moved down here from um, Connecticut and with four girls moved down yep. here from Connecticut and um, was a single yep. mom. Oh, yeah. So I think it was just in all of them like, you don't need a man. You do what you have to do. You work. You can do everything in me. You know, all yep. of that stuff. And all of that stuff is valid. And I, if you, like I said, if you have to do that, I think that's fantastic and that's phenomenal. If you can make something of yourself and you don't need, you know, any sort of support, that's awesome. My mom says the same thing about the education. Well, no one can get oh, yep, education. Oh, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep, like, I mean, I, I get it. So, yeah, that kind of bothered me about the whole resentful comment. And, you know, she'll make comments a lot about, well, you don't have any money. And then a lot of the, the male figures in my life that are my male friends, they're always like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you mean Chase's money? Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna buy my dinner with Chase's money? Ha ha ha! And it just sometimes it just lights a fire under me, and I'm so infuriated. Like it's not his money. I hold my own, and I don't. It's mm-hmm. our money. You know what I'm saying? Like I and I joke around late, lately, and I say, "Oh well, I earn my keep," but that's that's 100% accurate. Like I work just as hard to keep up with a toddler keep up with our household to make sure everyone is fed to make sure everyone is bathed and clean and healthy and you know that our ship doesn't go doesn't sink sink if you will so yeah it is uh very a lot of people definitely um judge make sense a lot in in judge yeah so with that i mean I've heard like a lot of women like, you know, cause Brian and I are recently engaged. So a lot of the women that I work with are like, you know, you need to have like an extra secret account, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, you make your money and then Brian makes his money and then, yeah, you can have one account to pay your bills, but then you need to keep the rest of it. And then a portion of that needs to go to your secret, secret account. And I'm like, first of all, like if I have to have a secret, secret account, like who the fuck am I marrying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who yep. am who am I marrying? Seriously, like if I have to worry about my money with someone who I'm sharing and building a life with, like that's a concern for me. You know? Yeah. And it's the same thing like for you, it's like it's your money. Like maybe the people that are judging you, maybe they come from a home where it's like the dad started to resent the the you know or or the situations are totally different. You know, you never really know what people are kind of like have had experience in the past for them to act a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, and you just, yeah. as and, and yeah, and like granted, you shouldn't have to like, you know, be like, oh, well, I earned my keep, you know, and I know you're, you're joking, but you're like, kind of be like, get off my case. Yeah, you, know, you, should, like, you shouldn't alone. have yeah. to justify you shouldn't have to justify your role in, in the marriage. Like you, like, because truthfully you got to think about from, from the opposite respect, right? Like if you weren't there, like if you weren't there, what the downstream of that would look like, like you guys would have to pay for childcare. You would, you would potentially, depending on if you were able to manage, you know, the household in addition to, you know, going to work and things like that, if you weren't able to manage it, you might have to solicit looking for someone to help come clean and all these different things. Like, you know, so people, people don't think about the side effect of, of not having someone there to hold down the fort. Like they, they really don't. Um, and, and it's easy to, to uh, point a finger and be judgmental of a situation when you're outside looking in. Uh, 
because because people don't really know what they're judging they just make an assumption right but unless you're in yeah. it you don't realize how hard of work it is to hold down the work for for your whole family because it's not just your partner it's for it's for your daughter too you know and that's a lot of you're responsibility. you're literally like keeping a human alive. exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah no it's it's a lot and like you shouldn't be put in the position of having to defend your role in in how you're contributing to your family um yeah so so Absolutely. let me let me ask you this. This is a pretty good little segue here. So do you feel that, you know, people were judgmental of your of your decision because now being a, a working mom is quote unquote normal and even expected? Um, instead of, you know, um assuming, you know, a stay at home mom kind of role. Um yeah, I feel like people, um, here's the thing. I, being a mom in itself is hard. Like it's probably the hardest job I've ever experienced. Um, only because the weight of it, everything that I do is going to affect mm -hmm. my child. Mm -hmm. Every little thing that I do. And, and it's just, um, I think it's normal for women to, uh, to, to work because mm -hmm. you have to. I mean, nowadays, like I was saying, it's just everything is so much more expensive. And to stay at home, you know, it's it's really financially hard to live off of mm -hmm. one income. Mm -hmm. And I remember someone telling me, like, when I told them, oh, yeah, I want to stay home. They're like, well, you know, you have to make this. Your husband has to make this much money, you know, a year to do that. And... So then I remember thinking when I was like growing up, like, oh my gosh, like that's so much money. Like trying to wrap your head around how much money you have to have and how much money things are. And, you know, we're, my husband and I are very spiritual um, people. So we rely on like our relationship with God and like that kind of stuff. We rely on that. Um, not a hundred percent. We do our part and we, you know, God provides the, the rest we tithe. And we believe that, you know, when you give, to God, he's going to get, he's going to bless you. And he absolutely has blessed us of because course. that's a very, like to say that you stay home and you live off of one income mm -hmm. is really hard. And even people who are like, yeah, you need to stop spending money so much because I don't know how you're going to pay for, you know, this, 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 and this. And it just infuriates me because I'm, it's none of, it's no one's business. Like how much money that you, you make or that you, sometimes I feel the need to like defend myself. Well, like, yeah, but we don't have, you know, we don't have to pay for student loans mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. And I'm like, business of how much money that I have or that, you know, that we contribute or if our parents wanted to help us every now and then, it shouldn't, I shouldn't feel judged mm -hmm. by that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I constantly feel like I'm having to defend, you know, certain things and it, it's no one's business what your financial state right. is. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's like so, such an awkward conversation. It's like, I can't even imagine somebody telling me, you need to watch what you're spending. I'm like, you need to watch your mouth. How about that? <laughs> like, you know, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that you paid my bills. I didn't know you had access to my bank account. Like, yes, I cannot. People view, you know, money in their career mm -hmm. as power. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I never wanted my career to define Amen. who it was. Mm. I wanted to love a job and be good at a job, but I didn't want people to be like, you know, she's really good at her job and she's, you know, somewhat of a mediocre mom. Like, no, I wanted to be a freaking good mom, a good wife. I wanted to be able to be proud of those things and not feel like I need a job to make me happy, you know? Um, well, so, I, I think that's interesting yeah. that you say that too. So, so do you think that a lot of the judgment um, is stemming from the fact that you know, society now ties uh, so much power and so much leverage to to a job, and, and kind of where this whole uh, change started. Because listen, back back in the day, I mean, we're talking early, you know, nineteen hundreds to mid nineteen hundreds. Like it was very common for women to just to stay at home. Like that, like people didn't yeah. even blink an eye. Like it was, it was more. Hold on. Oh, hold on. 
I feel like it was even common up like to when Brian was Yeah, born. like it, it didn't start. I was like, that's a little past the mid 1900s. No, no, no. But <laughs> honestly, but seriously, you're already saying it. Like it, it's only been recent where this shift has really started. Like pretty much all yeah. the way up to like the. Do you want to know when like, it started? Actually, Brian seventies. Brian seventies, isn't he? No, 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 Brian. Excuse me, Brian's eighty-six. <laughs> oh, but, don't but, tell me that. I'm like, I'm not dating don't somebody who's rusty. Like, come that. on. Okay. Um, no, I think. Okay, so I just so this is like a super tangent, irrelevant to this conversation, but kind of relevant. Um, so I just watched Ted Bundy uh, falling for a murderer or whatever the documentary is called on Amazon, and it was saying like women had just started going to college in like the seventies, and that's when I think that like shift mm-hmm. happened to like women having a say in what they want their careers to be and what they want to like study and do as like in, mm-hmm, for their life, mm-hmm. you know? One of the women on there was like, what are the only women in the FBI? Wow. You know, so, and then of course, you know, they all like some got killed because Ted Bundy was crazy, but <laughs> like that transition started in like the, I want to say mid to late seventies, early seventies maybe. Yeah. Well, I think now to go to kind of um, answer that question, like society now is so focused on women being so strong oh, and yeah. independent mm-hmm. and we have the mentality of I don't need a man to make me happy and I can do life all by myself and that's that's fine. And I'm like women empowerment, I'm all for that. But I do believe for my marriage um, that we follow like the biblical values of the husband being the head of the home. That doesn't Mm -hmm. make me less of a say. I follow my husband's lead, but we also do Mm -hmm. things together. Like, we we make decisions and big decisions together. It's never, well, you know, I'm going to make this decision for us and you don't have a say because you're the woman. It has nothing. That is so unfair. And we have, you know, like, people in our family make comments about total joking, but there's truth behind it. Like, the woman belongs in the kitchen. Like stuff like that. And I'm like, first of all, I'm going to burn that kitchen to the ground if I'm in there. You got two, <laughs> like, you got two arms and you can cook just as good. So homeboy, nah. You know what I mean? But like, it, it's, it's not a matter of, it's just, it's, it's really tough because I do believe like the, the husband is the head of the home and that he is the leader at the, at the end of the day, I trust my husband and I trust the decisions that he makes for our family. But he also asks my opinion mm-hmm. and my input. So it's mm-hmm. all, he's inferior to me. It's we're equal. Mm-hmm. We're a team. We, we're always a team and we're doing whatever we can to mm-hmm. help one another out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, honey, listen, I just need a 10 minute break. I need to go to Starbucks and I need to come back. He is willingly wanting to jump in and help me. Even though I don't have a job, so to speak, he knows how tough that being a mom is and it is a job. And he's willing to come alongside me and say, you know what? What do you need today? Like, how can I help you? That's huge. So, yeah. And it's, um, we do need our spouses. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, an independent woman. We're all independent in our own ways. You know what I mean? Right. But we do need our spouse. Right. And like, another. right. And like, okay, now I'm not probably as versed in scripture in the Bible as I'm sure you are, Natalie, but <laughs> like, but okay, like in the Bible, God created Adam, right? Like, I, I got this far. <laughs> but cool. it's like, he wasn't just like, cool, you're good to be alone. Like, that's all good. Like, he, you know, created Eve to accompany Adam and for them to create this life and to, you know, essentially create the masses yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And, he well, couldn't do it without that. her. Correct. You do know that when God created Eve, he took Adam's rib. Rib. Yep. So when they, everyone says this is my, like, this is probably like 100% <laughs> not even valid, but like Kevin Hart will joke around and call his wife, that's my rib. <laughs> right? uh, yeah. We went from the Bible I, to Kevin Hart. I, was I love Jesus, but I also love <laughs> Kevin Hart too, low key. <laughs> he always calls his wife his rib and I always wondered like why is he calling her his rib and then I realized God created Eve from Adam's rib like from that's how he and created Christian. 
you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, they're supposed, they are, they were, he created a mate for him. Right. So I think we just, sometimes like as a husband and wife, we kind of do this whole like power, you know, battle. And it's at the end of the day, we're not fighting against yeah, each other, team. you know, we're fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I actually listened to a podcast and I'm not going to quote it because I don't remember it, but it was, she said, the best thing you can give it your children is a healthy marriage. Oh yeah. And I was Absolutely. Like, that is so accurate because they see those sponges, man. They pick up everything and everything that you do and everything that you say, your child, I can see it in my, in my little girl, like, she, it, her little, her little, whatever is moving. You know what I mean? Like she is constantly thinking about everything that's being said, and it's just such a weight as a parent to make sure you're doing it right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You. So Natalie, you've touched on a, a lot of great things already. Like this, this conversation is super interesting to me because honestly, like Ali and I, we're not in it. Like we're, we're just not. Like, um. So to hear your perspective is 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 awesome. Um. So, so let me ask you this. You've kind of already touched on it about how, you know, being a stay-at-home mom can be kind of a lonely experience. Um, do you feel that being a stay-at-home mom has influenced your ability to establish connections or relationships um, with people that may not be a stay-at-home mom? So really quick before you answer that, I kind of want you to tie in because I know you and I spoke about you being the only one in like your close, close friend group with with a daughter or with a baby. Yeah. So I kind of want you to touch on that too. Okay. So yes, Um, it's hard to, so typically whenever you, I don't want to say friend shop, but you know, when you're looking for friends. (laughs) You can call it friend shop. That's exactly what it is. but you look for people that have things in common with you. So like, you know, that's sort of what you gravitate to is people that you have a common mm-hmm. core. Well, you know, I had these friends before I had a lot of the friends that I've had, I'm very blessed with having friends that I've had for a very long time. Three, two of my friends being in elementary school. Um, but, you know, everyone's in different seasons of their life. So for the friends that I do have that have, children they have to work sometimes it's hard to find a common balance like most of the time you talk about things that happen throughout your day you talk about your job you talk about those type of things but when you don't have a job to go to in your home it's really hard to find things to talk about that are in common because i'm not going to sit there and act like i know what it's like mm-hmm. at your job I don't. and you know a lot of my other friends don't know what it's like to stay home so that's hard to have a connection with people when you're just your life to find a common ground with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Um, so that's tricky at times. And, you know, I'm a person that overthinks everything, every conversation. I think about it. I overthink about it. So, you know, I sort of, I sort of had to do that, you know, like, overthink about am I making sure that I'm asking them enough about their selves am I making sure I'm asking enough about their jobs you're seeming like I'm interested and at times it's like it's just really hard to be a mom and a friend and sometimes you just don't it's okay to say listen I can't be everything that you need right now and I love you but I Mm -hmm. I can't do it right now and that's another thing that I read in that podcast or listened to in that podcast it was just like you know Sometimes you can't be a good mom and you can't be a good friend. Mm-hmm. You have to give one or the other. Sometimes you're to be, you know, the person that constantly reaches out and the person that is there for you and a good listener. And some days your kid sucks all the life out of you and you literally just need to be in the closet for five minutes to just mm-hmm. by yourself, you know. Um, and it again, being a stay-at-home mom is fantastic. It's the best thing in the world. I get to be with my baby every day. But it's also very exhausting um, and you do need, like, I remember at the beginning, once I had her, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to go out and I don't know if I want to, you know, do this tonight with my friends. And then like, I needed, I needed that friend, 
you know what I mean? Like I needed some time with my girlfriends and not just to take a night off of being mm-hmm. a mom and just be a friend. Um, right. You do need that. And you need to give yourself grace because it's okay when it's hard. And if you can sit there and admit, you know what, it's hard. And, you know, that's the biggest thing is just giving yourself a little grace and realizing you're not going to be perfect all the time. And any expectation that you have on yourself, you should probably let it go. So, <laughs> um, but I did, I wanted to say too, like, I found it hard to have connections with people and I craved that, um, that the extrovert in me craved relationships, you know? So I actually started a mops group, which is called Moms of Preschoolers. Um, and I started that and most of the women that go to that every other Friday, um, it's actually really big in every other community, but Vero Beach. <laughs> so I feel like that's pretty common in Vero Beach. Yep, <laughs> that's true. Um, so I did a lot of research on that and it's like a curriculum type thing and you have childcare and you get to be with other women that are going through the same things you're going through. Um, most of the girls that meet in my group, like I said, they're stay-at-home moms. So I think it's really finding people who you have, you know, connections with and have similarities to, even though it's not the workplace. I found that the community that I had to even create myself, um, mm-hmm. And it's been such a blessing and it's been such a like game. Ch- the first meeting I like went home and cried and I'm like, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what God has called me to do. And I get to have relationships with other people and I'm filling a void for other people. Um, so that's been really awesome to do. I think it's incredible because, because Allie's, Allie said it like so many times before on the podcast, like women naturally but just kind of people in general, right? But women specifically, we really do crave community. Like, I mean, like, that's one of the reasons yeah. this podcast, you know, one of the reasons why we like to, you know, bring guests on and things like that, because that's that's just something that we respond with and, and just women in general with. And I think it's so great that you started up this, like, group uh, for, for people to have that, because how you feel sometimes or a lot of times, you know, on, on, as a stay at home mom, there's other women out there that are feeling like the same exact way too. Um, so I, I think, I think something like that is so critical, like just to have, have that time. Um, but outside of, outside of your group, um, that you meet with and that you interact with, how do you find balance as a mother, as a wife, as a friend? And and what are other ways that you give back to yourself, um, you know, to, to just hit the pause button for a little bit in uh, on your role and, and give back to yourself just as a woman? Yeah, so the one thing that I really enjoy um, is going to oh, the yes. That's like my outlet. Um, and I'm, I'm having a hard time, like, trying to find what it is that I absolutely love. Like, I love boxing. I used to box, and that used to be my therapy. Um, so I'm trying to find a, you know, but it's hard because, you know, child care is hard sometimes. But I try to make that a point to do that, um, like, every day. Obviously, now I can't. But it's just nice to get out of the house and go to the gym um, and sort of, sort of, um Mm-hmm. do that for myself um as far as balance goes you know my husband and I try to do date night regularly that's something that we um enjoy and I'm very 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 fortunate and blessed to have a mother-in-law who literally at the drop of a hat will watch my kid um and there's days where I'm like hey can you take her for the day so that I can just have a day to, mm-hmm. to kind of regroup because I felt mom guilt is real y'all okay you feel guilty for leaving them too long you feel guilty for being frustrated with them. You feel guilty because, you know, all of these things, it's just, it's overwhelming at times. But I found that if I can take mm-hmm. time for myself, even if you go through Target, get a Starbucks and walk around and spend too much money or not spend any money at all, <laughs> and literally just have some time to yourself. Mm-hmm. I find that I'm a better mom. I have more patience with her mm-hmm. when I can take time to myself. Um, so we, my husband and I try to go on date nights regularly and then 
um, you know, like I said, like Allie said, with my friends, it's hard because my my friends that don't have a kid or kids yet, they, you know, will invite me last minute to do something, and I always feel mm-hmm. so bad because I can't do it. So it's hard, like, you know, you want to be the friend that used to just be able to drop at the drop of a hat, like go to Trader Joe's for the day and do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? But you can't do that anymore. So the person that I was before I had Ainsley. I would just, I was like a gypsy. I did whatever I wanted. So that was a hard adjustment being like, nope, I'm a mom first. And that's really hard because some days I just don't, you know, I want to go do whatever I want. Um, mm-hmm. But I make an effort and I really try to do like girls night with my girlfriends, you know, every other week or whatever, even if it's once a month, it's at least spending time with those people, you know, yeah. and it's so much better for you it's so much better for your family because you're like refreshed I guess <laughs> yeah you're recharged yeah. so when you come back you're like okay pick up right where we left off yeah. you know I yeah no I for sure and that's even you know I know we're talking about being a stay-at-home mom but that's even like in any sort of relationship mm-hmm. you know like um Brian needs his time right like right now he's playing video games <laughs> and I'm in here and we're I'm recording this I'm just so clingy that, like, whenever he's playing video games, and I'm like, I just want to sit next to you, like, on top of you almost. That's how close yeah. I want to be. And Brian's like, can you just, like, move? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Are, is your, uh, are you um, physical touch? Is that your love language? Um, I feel time. like it's tied between, like, physical touch and, like, gifts. Yeah. But it's more of, like, gifts of him just being next to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> You're gifting me with your presence, duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh, this was so great. We have just a few minutes left, but um I want if you could um if could give any sort of advice to women out there who are, you know, um gonna have a baby soon and they're toying with the idea of staying at home, you know, if they're financially able to stay at home. Um, and then for me, because I'm actually thinking, um, that I want to be a stay-at-home mom, at least for, like, the first few years until my kid goes off to school and then I can, you know, go back to work or whatever. Um, but mainly for me, it's more of, like, I don't think I'm going to trust someone to take care of my child the way I'm going to take care of my child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any advice for, again, those who are going to have a baby soon or if they're in my position who, you know, it is in the future, but we're thinking about it? Um I would say if that's something that you are, you know, leaning towards or thinking about, as long as you and your spouse are on the same page with that, it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And there's days where I, I question a lot and my husband always tells me, and even with parenting and just discipline and things like that, Chase will always say, as long as you and I are on the same page, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what anyone else thinks. Everyone else's are not even valid. So as long as you guys are like, that's just the main, main thing. Um, and then even if you, you know, try it and if it doesn't work out for you, at least you tried it and don't ever make yourself feel guilty if it didn't work out or that you needed some, something, or if you needed to go back to work two days a week or just whatever. Um, and I would definitely say my third biggest thing would be find a community, whether it's, you know, a play group or, you know, something where you're interacting if you, if you crave that you know interaction like I do finding a play group or other moms or other people or like a support group that are going through the same things you're going through is so crucial because you know just even having someone to just bounce ideas off of and stuff like that um and other people that are going through the same things you're going through it's just really um it's been a really big um void that in my life that has been met so that's what I would say. That's awesome. That's great. Natalie, or <laughs> dang it. <laughs> You'd think by the end of this, I'd get it right. Um, Nat, do you have anything else you would like to ask Natalie? Before no, we I think this has been a great off? conversation. And I think, I think it's, I think it's a conversation that needs to happen more. Um, and that people need to feel having, because, you know, 
it, it, it's so easy. It is so easy to judge a person when you are not in their shoes. It's the easiest thing in the entire world to do. Um, and, you know, you guys, you hit, you and your husband, you said it, you hit the nail right on the head. It, everybody else's opinion of our situation does not matter. Like, as long as you guys are on the same page, n- nobody else's opinions of our situation matters. As long as we're happy and we're working as a team, that's all that matters. And that's going to help us raise an incredible kid, have a successful marriage, like live the dream. Right. Um, and I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing this because it's like, I feel like people, you know, are so quick to judge when they, when they're on their outside looking in, but we need, we need to be, you know, a little bit, uh, more aware of how quickly we do pull the trigger with our judgment. Um, because it's not easy. Like it's not being a stay at home mom is not an easy thing to do. And unless we're in the shoes of the people that are actually doing it, we're not in the position to judge anyone at all. Um, so we yeah. appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and joining us on the podcast. It's an important narrative to share and I'm glad um, that you were willing and able to share it with us, um, in this experience. So, um, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Allie, do you, anything else to add? Um, no, yeah. you already thanked her like well, three perfect. times, so. Well, <laughs> perfect. Guys, that's another episode of my not so balanced life. If you guys have been here for a little bit, we release episodes every single Tuesday, um, kind of ish around 5 a.m., but not all the time. I don't know. Talk to Allie on that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is always at 5 a.m. If okay. you guys are just Thank now you. finding us or haven't found us yet on other platforms, we are predominantly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Um, if you want to DM us with your quibbles or just DM us just to say, hey, um, you can find us on our um, Instagram at my not so balanced life or on our personal handles at unapologetically Allie to find Ali. Oh my God. Can I talk right now? Or it's, <laughs> or it's just me dot Natalie no. um, to find me Natalie. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hold on. Natalie yes. with two E's. Um, where can our listeners find you? Ooh, and yes. then I know you also have a blog, right? I do have a blog. Yes. Okay. So, so go ahead and give us your handle for Instagram. If you want to share that, you yeah. don't have to, um, and then give us your um, blog. So my Instagram is Nats, N-A-T-S Marie, M-A-R-I-E. And my blog is, um, www. Um, <laughs> I just forgot my blog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry no here it is it's unmatched grace at blogspot.com okay we'll definitely <laughs> include that in the show notes and then we are also um natalie is going to feature this episode on her um potential maybe blog post yes. coming up um so you can find her there um give her blog a follow read through comment interact with her you know, guys, we're always really big on lifting other women up and, and, and again, coming in community, which is what this whole thing is about. And, um, yeah, again, Natalie, thanks so much for coming on today's episode. It really means a lot. Um, and, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.